Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. So here we are with Dana Duncan uh, with interview mama interview number 33. Thank you Dana very much for coming. Pleasure Ellie. <laughs> uh, we'll start with how, when and why you became a drama teacher. It was a long time ago, <laughs> it was about 30 years ago, it was at Rusden in the early 80s and um, that's now associated with Monash and I just loved the whole medium of drama, however I didn't start off going straight into drama, I started off in humanities and heard about the drama course at Rosden and I auditioned for drama and dance. My sister Donna loved to dance so she threw me a leotard which I'd never put on in my life before. Did the drama audition and the dance audition and uh, was accepted into the course and the rest is history from there. Mm. Cool. But it was, it was the actually, I always wanted to be a teacher and it was the medium of drama that really attracted me. And what was it about the medium of drama that was I think I so was enticing? always, as a learner myself, experiential learning was something that I really related to. And I could see that also drama had a fabulous, um, um, it was a wonderful medium for connecting with, with students, but also looking after students' well-being. So I, I saw it as sort of covering a lot of areas in terms of holistic education, I guess. Awesome. Um, what are the changes that you've seen over that 30 years? Oh, goodness me. Um, many, many. I think one of the things that I notice when I'm assessing every year is that drama teaching must be really improving and I can see that. When you see students work that's really solid, well prepared and you can see that they may not be natural performers but someone has really nurtured and guided that and given them a really good process so that's really exciting as an educator to see that. I've been really surprised with the way technology has now become very much part of our lives mm. and being able to find ways where that can really enhance your teaching was a real challenge for me originally because I was always worried about perhaps losing the other components that make drama so unique but I actually find now that it's absolutely fabulous and it's actually improved my teaching and, and the colleagues that I work with. I think. Across the board, there's a great support system now. I mean, just look at Drama Victoria and many associations where young teachers have networks already set up for them, whereas um, I remember having to source things myself and putting on productions and the smell of an oily rag and, mm -hmm. you know, and creating networks and borrowing and begging and all those sorts of things. And I'm sure that that still goes on, but I actually feel that young teachers coming in out now have these tremendous networks and support systems. Mm. So, and that's a positive, because that's a win-win for uh, teachers and students. Absolutely. Mm. So what about some of the highs and lows of your experiences as a oh drama gosh, educator? Oh many. Um, look, 
Sorry, I just heard you talking earlier about a dinner party with yeah. ex-students. Yes. So that, that, that must be a high. Look, it is. And look, you know, you start feeling really old when you, first of all, get invited to 21st and then it's a wedding and then it's a, they've had their first child. And <laughs> um, But it's a privilege. It's a privilege because you can't, I don't actively try and seek to keep in contact. So it's lovely with the groups that I've been able to. And coming together and, and seeing that they're people who I think are great contributors to life, that's really exciting. Mm. I love the fact that they are able to talk with such passion about their experiences of being a drama student and um, the way it shaped their lives and whether they've gone on to performing or just enjoyed going to the theatre. That's really lovely um, to hear. But also some of the experiences that you may have had a small part in helped shape them um, in terms of their own future, mm. that's really rewarding as well, yeah. So some of the lows? Look, I guess I don't really think of, I, I don't ever recall having a really low period or anything, but there, there are challenges as an educator in the arts, um, particularly I think if you're working in large academic schools, there's always the challenge of keeping the arts alive and well, but also being able to present your subjects so that you, you keep it alive and that it's actually recognised for the value that it is. I think there's a lot of lip service to holistic education, mm. but I think in drama that is something that we actually give a lot of focus to, particularly in the way we deliver our curriculum. So there, there have been points where I've been really frustrated by the lack of recognition uh, for drama education in various places that I've worked. But on the flip side of that, I've also been in situations that we've been able to cover new ground because <coughs> uh, I've worked with the leaders of education who really value what you're doing, mm. so therefore create opportunities that you thought may never have been possible. So, yeah, yeah there's always a flip side, I think. And, and maybe not highs or lows, but memorable experiences. Oh, gosh, Productions many. that you've been involved with. Loads yeah. and loads, <laughs> loads and loads of productions. And look, I must say, as a drama educator, the experiences of the learning beyond the classroom mm. are very significant. Whether it's just chatting to a student, walking down to the car after rehearsal and then sharing some little bit of information about themselves or being in a performance and something goes absolutely wrong and the kids just shine on stage anyway because they own the material. I mean, it's those sorts of moments that are very special. Clearly things where you see perhaps a large-scale production come together, where people have been working endless hours, there's been illness, frustration, tears, the whole works. It is always about triumph over adversity, isn't it? It is, and it's the challenges along the way. I mean, yes, the end product's lovely, but sometimes to be witness to some of those smaller challenges sometimes, which mm. the public never get to see, but we do as drama teachers sort of standing in the wings, um, <laughs> It is a real privilege, it's, it is, it's a real privilege and there's been many um, just times in the classroom where a student's taken a risk and it's really paid off. So I, I think the beauty of our job is that there are lovely, lovely highs regularly, so we're very spoilt. We sure are. So tell us about some of the mentors and collaborators you've had the opportunity to work with. Well. The person who not long left this yes. room, Phil, Men uh, Phil uh, Norman, was probably one of my greatest mentors. Um, and I'll share with you an experience that I shared with Phil. And I was a young teacher, and I was on teaching rounds, and uh, Phil came to watch me teach. 
and I felt very relaxed about him coming because that was sort of the mentor that Phil was. Um, I didn't feel at all intimidated. I'd worked with him. I loved the way that Phil was always really effective at, at setting very clear expectations and standards, but at the same time, there was always room for discussion and negotiation. So, but as a young teacher, it's a big deal, you know, when your supervisor's coming out to watch you teach. I had a fabulous class and afterwards I remember sitting outside on a step with Phil and we were just nattering about teaching and you know what was so great about it and it'll be different in the next school because I was going to Dandenong Tech I think so we're talking about those sorts of things <laughs> and he said you know Dana one of the most important things is just to get to know your students and it absolutely resonated with me and I find when I have uh, pre-service teachers or, or, or new staff to my department, I say get to know your students. Forget about all the technology and all the red tape in the school, it will sort itself out. Because the building of that relationship and knowing your students creates such a wonderful platform for so many fabulous things to happen. So Phil was very influential. Um, obviously he was one of my teachers at Rosden and I got to work with him in a number of different settings. But he really, that, that conversation, I think sometimes you have conversations at really significant times in your life and they resonate with you and they stay with you. And of course I've had an ongoing association with Phil through Drama Victoria, mm -hmm. particularly through, you know, as working as an assessor and him leading the team of assessors as chief assessors. So there's been lots of opportunities for further conversations around education. And I personally think that when Phil took on the role of chief assessor, just the way he presented himself to the whole of the education fraternity, not just drama teachers, he really raised the bar. Mm. And that's, it's wonderful when you're developing as a teacher and also as a leader in your own organisation to some degree, to see somebody who's been very true to their own belief and very passionate about what they do, but has also found ways to reach a much broader audience. Mm. And I think that's been really significant and it's been a great um, influence yeah, on me as a and teacher. And a great advocate for um, the, the rigour of, of the course yes, as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and took away this, not, let's not dumb it down and make it easier, let's get better at what <laughs> we do yeah. and make it more accessible for people. And I think, um, yeah, look, I, I'm, I just think that his, his contribution has just been outstanding. And I feel very fortunate that as a young teacher, I was able to work so closely with him and for him to be such a positive influence. And look, I've worked with lots of colleagues um, in my time and I've taken away lovely little jewels of wisdom of watching them teach and, you know, as drama teachers we're often working in collaboration. Um, I, you know, I love the time when I'm assessing and talking to other assessors in the field about how do you do this and what are you doing next year and did you notice this and so there are things that happen, you know, perhaps less formally that really mm. influence you but each of those influences, you do take that away with you and, I, and it's nice to reflect on and think, oh, well, I hadn't really thought about doing it that way and that's really valuable to me as well. Mm -hmm. And your favourite professional learning experiences? Oh, look, I, I, will all, I love assessing. I, I think it's fabulous uh, for all those reasons I've just sort of outlined. Yes. There's something very exciting about seeing student work in the field and the diversity of students and the magic of what they can do in a solo exam. I, I still get goosebumps. I still get goosebumps when I see work. So I find that amazing. Um, but 
I've, I've been in workshops where I've been really challenged to think about education really broadly and mm -hmm. I think um, more recently uh, there's been a couple of influence in, in, with my, in the last sort of particularly two, three years. Craig Hassard and mindfulness workshops I've done with him which link in beautifully with drama. Mm. Um, Carol Ann Tomlinson and the, her differentiation has been really, really significant and Hattie with his effective feedback, they've been really strong influences in um, the way that I think I've been able to improve my own teaching and obviously share that with, with colleagues. So I've been very fortunate. And obviously the direct association of being just this morning with our keynote speaker. Julie um, Dunn. Lovely. Yeah, and just to be reminded of, mm. of some of those earlier experiences you have. And I, I think you draw on lots of little things and you take with you and then they become integrated into your own teaching style. But it's important to keep learning and, and to remain open to it. Absolutely. What do you think are the secrets? You've kind of touched on it there. Um, what are the secrets to longevity in, in drama teaching? You have to love it. And, and you have to keep learning. You have yeah. to keep learning. You really... <laughs> Um, have to also be really open to uh, feedback about your own work and I think you've got to have your own critical eye about what you do. The, yeah, I think putting yourself out there and continuing to do workshops and um, reading, experiencing things firsthand, if we're asking students all the time to take risks and um, move out of their comfort zone as educators, I think we should be doing that as well. And I have a commitment to doing that and may not always be successful at it, but it is something that I think is really important. It keeps the whole notion of the learning environment and what's important alive if you mm. also expose yourself to things as well. Totally. So you talked about um, some of the advice that you got from Phil. If you were passing on advice to the new beginning teacher, what would your advice be? Well, it would be get to know your students. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that's Phil's I, advice. Yes, that's, What's your advice? To elaborate on that, though, to, my advice would be to establish a really positive culture, a fabulous learning environment mm. that nurtures but at the same time challenges um, set very clear expectations and parameters. Don't be frightened to do that because that's actually what gives the platform for further experimentation. Mm. If you don't ask for it, you'll never get it. So you establish the learning environment, you, you create a relationship where there is an exchange of ideas and a respect in the room. I think um, another important aspect of that too is for to really promote students self-regulating their own learning because if they own their learning, great things will come of that. And one of the ways to nurture that self-regulation is through really effective feedback. And I know as a younger drama teacher that most of the feedback I gave was oral, on the spot, let's fix it now. And that has its place and in, invariably that's what we do all the time. But over the last 10 years, particularly experimenting with all sorts of form Mac and, and get a, getting better at designing rubrics and sharing mm. that with students well before the assessment items are, are due, things like that and building in audio feedback, oral feedback and this is where technology has been fabulous that you know I can watch three minutes of a solo presentation and then go back to my office, make a couple of notes to remind myself of what I saw, then sit down and provide you know 10 minutes of feedback that that student 
student can listen to in their bedroom that night, have a bit of a practice, come into class the next day and say, you, so you might have three or four students, they're right to go, they've got their feedback, mm. and you can focus on some other students, you can see that they're able to self-regulate, they've got things to work with, all of that. So feedback is uh, really crucial, and differentiation, which is what we spoke a bit about this morning. And, and cultivating the autonomous learner, which is yeah. all about that, you know, what the feedback you're, you're, you're yes. giving is. It's not just it's giving it, it's, it's helping students know how to apply it, because if they can't apply it, it's a complete waste of everyone's time. But the, the differentiated classroom, it's always a challenge, and that's one of the things that I, I, I've you're constantly, it's like a bit of a dance I think, you know, you, there are certain times that you can really push and, and put the pressure on, there's times you've actually just got to step back and, you know, be quiet and, and let things happen and I think that's, that, that happens intuitively but it also, the more effective you become at feedback and, and recording that and, and keeping documentation of that, you've actually got something really concrete to go back to as well. Julie Dunn touched on that as well this morning with, yes. with uh, the teacher as artist. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Um, artifacts. Now, I know you brought something with you. I brought one. Uh, look, yeah. I, I mean, look, I think every drama teacher's got bits of lycra yeah. and I've got sticks in the corner of my office and frames and all sorts of things. But I... Um, I, I, I use these cards all the time, and I didn't bring them all, but I just bought some examples because one of the things I have been trying to do over the last few years is to really improve our students' use of dramatic language when they're discussing and giving feedback to each other. Um, because that peer-to-peer -peer feedback I think is really important and you can role model mm. that but when they start using the language verbally then they start including that in their written analysis so in doing that although we may teach um, the tip so for example these cards are performance skills mm -hmm. they're all color-coded so a group of year nines a couple of weeks ago are giving some feedback to a duologue scene and they um, <laughs> they will choose a colour and I'll say can we choose one in each colour so this is the performance skills are red, dramatic elements are blue, conventions are white and um, green are expressive skills. So they automatically, they'll, I'll say, they'll, so they'll say, I'll do the expressive skill of so-and-so, I'll do the performance skill, I'll do the dramatic element. So even by hearing what each other's saying, what I'm really loving about that is that in every drama class there'll be those students who want to volunteer mm. and share, and there are theirs that don't. So this gives everyone a voice. So for those students less confident to share information, they've got that time of watching what's going on, thinking about, well, all I'm going to be talking about is the performance skill of timing. timing yeah. And I have to say one thing if I want to. But it actually really helps build up their language. But I also love the fact that it really enriches the whole feedback experience because everyone's engaged. There's not, you know, at the, during the class, everyone is engaged and they're, they're listening and they're also developing their own vocabulary because some students will be perhaps have a better vocabulary to start with and they're role modelling for their peers. So 
These uh, have been absolutely fabulous. <laughs> and I know with some pre-service teachers, I've said, get yourself a set of these cards. And they've been in touch and they've been using them and they find them really useful. So they were easy to carry in. Great little tip. <laughs> Great little tip. Um, also, uh, your associations with Drama Victoria, Drama Australia, VCAA, you've touched on those, but if, if you have... Well, look, I, I guess they've been ongoing. And look, at for me, it also depends on um, my professional learning. Uh, you know, part of that is drama. Obviously, it's a huge part of it. But I also am involved in professional learning in the college in other areas. So, it, the Drama Victoria conference, depending on whether I'm taking the tour overseas or what I'm doing, it doesn't always allow me to participate. But um, the fact that that resource is there is absolutely incredible. And the um, to come together with colleagues who are assessing every year and to be in the field, I feel that that's just been invaluable and that the conferences Australia-wide um, having that international influence has also been fantastic. Having said that though, I, I think we stand in a really great place in Australia. I do. And in taking terms of Drama Victoria. Absolutely, yeah. Drama yeah. Victoria. Taking students overseas and being in a position to be able to introduce them to acting academies and doing workshop at different places, that is fantastic. And it's wonderful for students to put their work in an international context. However, by doing that, it's actually fantastic. It's very reassuring because I came back and I think, well, gosh. We're in a pretty good place in terms of what we're doing. Are doing at top exactly. Class well, I mean. you only need to go to that every year yeah. <laughs> and see what the students do. Um, and even the one, even as I was saying to you earlier, you know, they may not be your top class, your A plus students, but there's now a lot of really great, solid work coming through, which to me indicates there's some really great teaching. Mm. So, so agree. Dana, it has been a joy and a privilege to have you here today. And thank, thank you, you so Amy. much for your time. Thank you so very much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>